Megan, a year ago. Did you think you'd be sitting here with a random dude you met at podcast movement reading fan fiction about both of us? No. <laughs> right? Oh, and also <laughs> another podcast called The Weird We Do. What the fuck has this past year been of chaos? It's fun fiction. I don't fucking know. My arm hurts. <laughs> it's fun. Nailed it's it. fun fiction. Nailed the it, bit. It's, it's, you know what? I've been, I've been doing this shit for too long. It's fun fiction. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this fun <laughs> fiction. That's it. <laughs> that was two days to fun fiction retirement. <laughs> So welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where you ruin us. I'm Scotty Moore. I'm Megan Danger. If this is your if this is your first fun fiction episode, turn it off and pick another one. <laughs> Start over. It's like a choose your own adventure book. Go back to page 32. Start again. <laughs> You've made a wrong error. Don't don't read it straight through. That's not how these work. <laughs> uh, yeah, because this week we're not talking about anything. You're talking about us because we've got a shit ton of really cool fan fiction. Our fans have sent in, which honestly, like, I know I was like joking about it in the cold open, but like a year ago, if you're like, oh yeah, people are gonna be writing fan fiction of you. And making fan art of shit you create, I'd be like, "What? Ha- what happened? How did I do that?" <laughs> Surely something went wrong somewhere. You found a goblin in Orlando and made a podcast with them. <laughs> well, to be fair, it you you found uh, a, yeah. a goblin because because I I had you on Ono oh, Lick Class, but you're the one who came to me and was like, "Hey, so I'm rebooting this podcast I used to do." Yeah, please do it. You know literature. That's like fan fiction, right? It's totally the same thing. I mean, Sherlock. All right, should we get into a fanfic? We should treat this like a uh, like a bottle episode. We go into a fanfic, come out, reminisce a bit, go into another <laughs> fanfic. Remember Wait. the time we... <laughs> We've been trapped in this room and it's filling up with water. We've got to remember the good times before we drown. It's real convenient that it's it's been exactly a year that we've been making the show and now we're going to die. But, but we're surrounded by fanfic, so it's fine. Yeah. How I want to die, surrounded by fanfic. <laughs> About uh, me. Actually, no, that's my nightmare. <laughs> So that's what this episode is for you. Yes, essentially. I I love everyone who participated. You're you're the light of my life. It's amazing and wonderful, but also we're in my nightmare now. I'm being you have I'm to being be, perceived. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm on the exact opposite of I'm being perceived. <laughs> uh our first one comes from Dear Lieutenant the chaos got all of them are chaos yeah goblins. we really can't like, like it, it, it doesn't work they're all fucking crazy little i don't even know i look i took a i took a painkiller a little while ago oh yes that's <laughs> the vibe we want going into this painkillers and fanfics uh 
this is called fun fictions. Is that anything? Because that really does kind of sum up this show. <laughs> that anything? That's that's got to be something. Gritty, but it's like fear and loathing and lo- is that anything? <laughs> no. No. What if what what if we did Dr. Facilier but he's doing ASMR? Is that anything? Oh, is that anything? <laughs> this has, and I don't know if you agree, this has big Magnus slash Blues Archives energy. I, I, I believe that I, was intentional. I think we may I think we may have to take a trip to the Blues Institute. <laughs> the following account is the exact statement provided by the mysterious individual who appeared in the middle of the road, five miles outside of the city. The claims are outlandish, but the readings coming off of this individual and their knowledge of Jeffrey Dean Morgan's hunger for teeth suggest that they are, in fact, genuine. Silence engulfed me as I felt my body transported away from the horror I was surrounded by, and I pried my eyes open to reveal that I was standing in a void, standing on some invisible platform surrounded by stars of all kind. Two stars approached me on both my left and right, slowly revealing themselves to be the eyes of two shadowy figures. <laughs> Hi there! I'm your guide to the multiverse, and I cannot, will not, and honestly probably should not interfere. Scotty Moore! said the one on my left in a booming voice. From my right came... And I see you when you're asleep. No, you know what? I do not like where this intro is going. I'm Megan Danger. You know, Scotty, that intro was kind of horrific. I mean, a timeline where Jeffy Dean Morgan gave in to his insatiable desire to consume teeth, and that led to the collapse of society? Where'd you even find that timeline? I stood there, in a state of awe, at these gigantic shadowy beings, listening to them describe the hell I had just gone through as an intro, and I could still hear Jeffrey Dean Morgan's unintelligible ramblings as he chased me through the streets on all fours. All fours. The two beings paid little attention to me, as I recalled the sheer terror that had been the last 24 hours of my life, instead of talking between themselves. So, Megan, which universe should we look into today? I was thinking Pokemon existing in the real world. I is that anything? Those last three words echoed throughout the chamber, and a star began to glow a blinding light. I opened my eyes to see that the star had transformed into a rectangular screen showing a park just outside of a city, full of cute creatures of various sizes running around. Small, yellow rat-like ones crackling with lightning, chased after what looked like sentient trash bags. My mind raced, trying to comprehend what I was looking at, but before I was given the chance, something even stranger occurred. Fuck! <laughs> that was not part of the fanfiction. Damn it, <laughs> son of a bitch! Read it, coward. Uh, real quick, uh, I told Megan before the show, I've not read any of these, because I was just like, I want to experience it live. I read them Fuck. all because I do, I do the fucking work. <laughs> Fuck. Ahem. A small purple blob wandered in front of the screen with what was clearly one of the shadowy figures approaching the blob from behind, an ominous smile forming on their face before the screen abruptly shut off. Well, Scotty, what happened to not interfering? 
The shadow known as Megan looked somewhere between disappointed and disgusted. Look, that was that universe's me. That is not my brand. That's just, oh, look, we have a guest. Where'd you come from? Finally acknowledged, I struggled to find the words to encapsulate the emotions I had gone through in the past 30 seconds. Before I could even consider how to introduce myself, a loud explosion came from behind me. I turned around to see a window similar to that with which I watched an ethereal being lust after a purple blob, showing a zoomed-out view of Earth collapsing in on itself. Uh, you were from there? Uh, that, that's the one where Jeffrey Dean Morgan gives in to his urges and consumes all the teeth on the planet <laughs> before eating the Earth's core because, and I quote... <laughs> The core is just the teeth of the planet, you see. I don't even know what that means. Megan chimed in. Yeah, Jeffy do love those teeth. Uh, there's certainly no go. Uh, well, there's certainly no going back now. Want to hang around and uh, be an audience for some crazy multiversal bullshit? Ooh, hey, Scotty and I, but we host a podcast that you listen to. Is that anything? Another window opened, showing a room very similar to my own, with me sitting at the desk, staring at the computer, typing something, while switching between windows to mess with a small idle game. The writing file was titled something along the lines of, What about that? But as I tried to get a closer look, Megan chimed back in. Oh, going meta with this whole deal. That's, that's certainly a choice. Oh, wait, I just checked the notes, and this universe is the one where you die while writing bad fan fiction for a podcast. And that happens in three, two, one. I watched as my head fell on the keyboard, just as I hit send on the email containing the text file. Scotty wandered over to the window, pulled the body through, tossing it next to me. Well, looks like a position just opened up if you want to hop in and live a life free of Jeffy Dean and full of teeth, but like the normal <laughs> amount of teeth. <laughs> I was still speechless, just staring at the body that was laying next to me on the ground. Without thinking, I finally spoke up. Uh, oh, wait, no, this has been his voice. Yeah, this, I don't have yeah, to come up with another one. This has been your voice the whole time. <laughs> but Lou, so this is what you sound like now. <laughs> So it's just my normal life. No changes. By the smile forming on both of their faces, I knew their answer, but they still answered. Well, there's a few surprises here and there. I don't want things to be too boring. As I walked th towards the portal to my new life, I heard both of these ethereal beings talking. Oh, a gay baby suicide squad is tasked with taking out a trio of podcasting brothers. Is that, is that anything? No, Bray Wyatt actually has the abilities of the Fiend. Is is that anything? And I couldn't help but laugh. Knowing that I was going... Every time I jump back in in the British accent... You're not even doing... I don't know what you're doing. This and children. I couldn't help but chuckle. Oh, no. Uh, I couldn't help but laugh, knowing that I was going to have versions of them as a podcast that I could listen to whenever I wanted. When I stepped through the portal, I found myself in front of a car in the middle of the road and swore I could hear Megan's voice say, Ooh, they stepped through mid-scene transition. Hate when that happens. As the car hit me. <laughs> As you can see, this information regarding multiversal beings and replacing themselves when they died seems far-fetched, but security footage does show the subject appearing in the middle of the road, seemingly out of nowhere. 
I recommend notifying President the Rumble and making sure that Air Force Oni Air, Air Force Money Plane. No, it's Air were... Force Oni Plane. <laughs> you you know the president's oh, plane shit. is yeah. No, they did that a good rules. they did a real good pun. <laughs> I just thought they forgot the end, but Air Force One plane is very good. <laughs> is prepared for immediate takeoff. I also recommend containment of one Jeffrey Dean Morgan, ASAP. <laughs> All other information obtained should be strictly confidential. Once the subject has recovered from their injuries, I recommend release and maintained observation, including that of the podcast mentioned in the subject's account. Holy shit! It's uh, <laughs> Lou. You did so good. Lou, you nailed it, dude. <laughs> I always love the vibe of like an omniscient narrator fucking with somebody, like the like the old Bugs Bunny cartoons where like he would draw and fuck up Daffy Duck. I just like the idea of being some kind of like uh, Watu the Watcher or whatever kind of cosmic entity, but it's just dumb as hell. Can we keep that canon? Is that in this universe, you are a massive, terrifying watcher beast. Meanwhile, I am Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Is that anything? Is that anything? Holy shit, that was very, very good. I really enjoyed that. There are so many references in this one. Like, just low-key things they threw in. Like, Gay Baby Suicide Squad, The Fiend, the thing involving Ditto that's not my brand. No, of course not. Um, I really love the Jeffrey T. Morgan running after them on all fours. That is a powerful visual. Yeah. All right. Do you, What else can we reminisce about? You remember Charles Kelly when we met him, even though you knew him? <laughs> yes, I, I had already known them for like two years at that point. <laughs> we made a whole podcast with them reminiscing about the good old days. All right, what have, what have you got that you've stolen from one of our fans? What have That's you brought to say, the yeah, table what, from them? What have I brought? Uh, well, something that ironically is apparently not going to be interrupted. I mean, yeah, this is ins of all fix for this not to happen during. I know, but like, normally at this point, he'd be making noise and he's not. It's okay. I can pull it from old episodes. You can pull it from pretty much any episode. All right. Uh, this one comes to us from Sarah Sea Creature. Uh, or just as she's at Sarah, or Jesus Christ. Their name is Sarah. They're on Twitter at SeaCreature11. Hey. I did it. It is called Pravi's Fixing Fun Fiction. <laughs> uh, fun fiction for the perspective of Pravi and Cooper featuring a locked door, one brain cell, a good blep, and a chorus of yowls. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> it was evening, a time that should be spent being pampered and adored by his humans. Of course, any time was a time to be admired and adored by his humans. He was, after all, a cat. He couldn't understand why anyone would deny him attention, much less lock him out of a room. Nevertheless, that was where he found himself. His human had walked into the room with the computer and shut the door behind them before he could follow. He even heard his human speaking to someone, voice muffled through the door. Hey, Scotty, you ready for this recording? He voiced his displeasure. He didn't know what they were doing, but he knew he needed to be part of it. 
Pravi was of the opinion that he should have whatever he wanted whenever he wanted. Right now, he wanted in, and the door was keeping him out. This is just so insanely in character. (laughs) It's like Sarah was in the cat's brain. Pravi stalked off, tail lowered to find his sister. Maybe Cooper could help him get in the door. It was unlikely, but worth a try. He peeked about the couches and chairs, searching for her, and found her in the den. Sarah, you have a much more generous idea of the size of my apartment than reality. (laughs) You don't have a den and your fireplace and your (laughs) kitchen? There's the office, and then there's the the, the bedroom, and, the, and then there's the the thing there's in between. There's the office, and then there's the not office. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Cooper tilted her head to look at him. She was sprawled out on a perch of their cat tree. Her dark coat was almost brown in the bright sunlight, and her pink tongue stuck out a little ways in a blip. Pravi shook his head a bit. There was no way Cooper would have any ideas. <laughs> yeah. She wouldn't make a plan more sophisticated than walking headfirst into the door. Still, he needed a second set of paws on this job. He would have to be clever enough for the both of them. He beckoned to her with a flick of his tail. She gave a in response and hopped down to the ground. He led the way back to the offending door. He looked back to Cooper, making sure she saw the problem, too. She did. And she looked at him with big eyes, unsure what he wanted from her. <laughs> I worry that this is only funny to me because she, they nailed my no, cat dog, so well. No, dog, it's so real. It's so <laughs> physically real. Pravi huffed, annoyed. He butted his head against the door, trying to dislodge it. He hoped that Cooper would get the idea and join him. If it wasn't closed all the way, maybe the two of them could force it open. Cooper wandered over and sniffed the air. Then she nudged her head in beside Pravi and pushed against the door, too. Pravi pricked his ears forward in appreciation and hopefulness. Together they pushed and butted and butted and pushed, but to no avail. The door wouldn't budge. Pravi sat down in a huff and loudly in frustration. Oh. (laughs) Was that an appearance? Yes! (laughs) I could open the door if you want. Yeah, bring him in. It's time. (laughs) The star of this show has arrived. Yeah? You knew we were telling a story about you, huh? You know, before, uh, when Fun Fiction started, a little reminiscing mid-fic here, I would try to cut out Pravi and Cooper. Now I've been, I'm just like, they're the other co-hosts. Yeah, I'm sure much. they have a lot to say about Guilty Gear. Let him, <laughs> let him say it. He had a lot of opinions about Guilty Gear. Pravi sat down in a huff and meowed loudly in frustration. You wanna, you wanna meow for me? Nope, now he's just staring at me. (laughs) (laughs) Cooper paid no heed to his annoyed, swishing tail and merely reached her paws up onto the door and stretched up towards the doorknob. That's it, he realized, the doorknob. That's how the humans got in, and that's how they would too. It's real high off the ground, otherwise, you know what? That's a possibility that might... Uh, it's Cooper (laughs) probably in a trench coat (laughs) standing on each other's shoulders. Yep. Pravi rubbed his head against Cooper and meowed excitedly. She'd come up with the perfect idea, entirely by accident. He popped up onto his hind legs and began clawing his way up to a full stretch, testing his limits. At his full height, he could just about touch the doorknob. Nope, not a chance in hell, thank God. He crouched back down, taking a moment to think. Cooper, on the other hand, leaped for the handle. When she crashed into the door, missed the handle by a mile, and toppled over right into Pravi. Pravi flattened his ears, ready to swat at her, but Cooper stared at him with her 
big eyes and chirped an apology. He relaxed and they began taking turns jumping at the handle and inevitably falling on top of each other. They're not even that smart. <laughs> After a minute of acrobatics, Cooper pulled back. Pravi glanced at her and twitched his fur as a question. She twitched a whisker in reply and walked away. The novelty of the game had worn off and she was simply no longer interested. He meowed <laughs> at her. This was no game! He turned to the door and meowed at it. He... Yeah, like that. <laughs> he howled into the air at the injustice of it all. If you've heard him fucking scream in episodes, <laughs> know what that sounds like. It was downright unfair that this room should be blocked away from him. He took a moment to groom himself to calm down. He needed to regroup. Force hadn't worked. Cleverness hadn't worked. He had but one weapon left in his arsenal. Persistence. He meowed <laughs> loudly. He paused to listen. And then again he wanted in and by his shiny black fur he was going to get in maybe i should have left him out there because then he would be making that sound <laughs> yeah you're just laying there you're not trying to get in the closet <laughs> he's like fuck you i'm not your puppet pay me bitch i'm not <laughs> your puppet no he yelled he carried on intent on yowling his grievances against the world until he got a response oh my god fine a defeated voice floated through the door. He heard the scooch of a chair and the click of a handle, and just like that, the gates of paradise opened. Probably darted through the door and into the room. He stood center stage, tail and head held high. Finally, he'd gotten what he wanted. He locked eyes with his human and blinked innocently. It's a good thing you're cute, the human sighed. In reply, Pravi merely let out aloud. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I mean, the first one was such high fantasy, and then it followed it up with such palpable reality. <laughs> good good job, Sarah. You wrote you wrote Scotty's Hell. <laughs> you wrote the truth. You wrote every episode of fun fiction. You wrote a startlingly accurate psychological profile of both my cats. <laughs> of the uh, alternate co-hosts of this show, yeah. <laughs> God, so good. It's very good. Uh, any more reminiscing? You remember? Uh, you remember that time we talked about some Mortal some Kombat? dumb shit? Oh yeah, and you invented a cum monster. I did make a. <laughs> and then I and then I, I picked I, the worst <laughs> episode to be like, you remember? <laughs> yeah, you made a cum monster, and then I clipped the audio from it to make you talk about. How Queen Barb from Trolls makes you come in your pants. No. <laughs> Hate you so fucking much. Yeah. All right. Up next, we got one from Ransom Meltzer, who has been with me for so long. My baby. And uh, this one's another kind of reality based. That's kind of weird. We got two reality based ones and then two big high fantasy ones <laughs> this is untitled outside of just calling it fun fiction fan fiction which is good mag mag i fucked up scotty said is scotty said <laughs> they saw meg's face appear on the video call for no, the recording do that. session do it the whole time <laughs> i'll do a british voice i'm not gonna do that british voice <laughs> Scotty said as they saw Meg's face appear on the video call for their recording session. W what'd you do? Megan replied calmly. 
so you know how I assured you that I totally had this week's topic under control and you didn't have to worry about planning anything since I wanted to, like, go big? Scotty began. Yes. Well, I may have gone too big. And now I don't have a topic for this week. I need more time to put the effort and love into money playing the musical that it deserves. Scotty admitted, finally revealing what they had been planning on doing for this week's episode. <laughs> By the end of the sentence, you made it into a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other 50% of this podcast, maybe? Accuses Megan. How dare you create the magnum opus of fun fiction and not include me in it? No, I want no part in it. Don't you dare. They finish. <laughs> Don't you dare put me in this. <laughs> to be fair, that is a Pandora's box you opened. <laughs> and you've just had to deal with what's happened since. It sure is. Well, I wanted to make a first draft and then you would help me finish it. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Absolutely not. But regardless, that's not the point, Scotty argued. The point is that we need something to talk about this week and neither of us have anything written. I'd argue that you do have something written. Megan said coolly. I think I have an idea, Scotty continues, ignoring Megan completely. Yes, there's the <laughs> realism I'm looking for. What if we do like a bracket of the best fun fiction episodes so far? I think you're a maniac. Megan replies flatly. Honestly, though, that's that, that would be like the the sanest thing you could do <laughs> yeah that's that's the although, most uh although uh, scotty's ego would straight up just be like wait we're missing a week let's just talk about the cool shit we've already done then <laughs> as evidenced by me releasing a best of episode a couple of weeks ago when i was like ah, we ain't got shit here you go <laughs> i'm i'm mean in this i'm accusing i'm saying things coolly and flatly Fanfiction yeah. Megan's fed up with you. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is such a weird reality they've crafted that's so not unlike that. We'll need some agreements before we start, <laughs> Scotty goes on. I think firstly, as amazing as our guests have been, I think we need to exclude those episodes and go for the ones with our pure chaos energy unbounded. I, I have a qu quirk with this because... Val Patron <laughs> that is took easily, that chaos energy. That is easily one of our more chaotic episodes. Val showed up just like, I have the chaos emerald. I will take care of you. Oh, Val chuckles. You mean the chaos emeralds. <laughs> Next, we should score them head to head against a similar episodes as we can. We'll look through our episodes and pick the top 16. No, eight. 16 would be too many. Good on your ransom. Thanks, And ransom. we'll pair them off and go from there. What do you think? Scotty beamed, feeling clever as heck for coming up with this <laughs> off the cuff. Maybe this episode wouldn't be so bad after all. Fine. I don't have any other ideas for what we could do anyway. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's reality. That's reality. Megan says, the destructive duo pour through their episode history, listing off every episode they've made and marking off the ones where they had guests. That will have to be its own episode for another time when they don't have anything to do. No idea what to do. Accurate. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay, I think we got our top eight. Megan announced after several minutes of frantic scrolling and typing. They are Hamilton, Doctor Who, DuckTales, WandaVision, Hobbs and Shaw, Gritty, Dr. Pepper, and the Super Mario Brothers movie. 
Rant, these are Ransom's choices. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> nope, this is what <laughs> Megan directly thinks are our best episodes. <laughs> did I get them all? I think you did, Scotty acknowledged. Now we have to pair them off and get started. They continue. Let's start with Gritty and Dr. Pepper. Those aren't shows or movies, so those go together in my head. That's the type of bullshit Scotty would say. Very good. <laughs> Then I think Super Mario Bros. and Doctor Who, since they both had fan castings. The other four are harder. I, I think I want to do, like, Hamilton and Hobbs and Shaw, since they're movies, and DuckTale with WandaVision, since they're, like, TV shows. What do you think? think it makes perfect sense. Megan adds. I would never say that. <laughs> <laughs> How will the bracket be laid out? Uh, and then we have a bracket of what we just said. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Ransom, right. Ransom made visual uh, made, made visual cues for us. <laughs> All right, so I think WandaVision DuckTales is where we start. Scotty goes on. Oh, what are we thinking? I mean, as much as I love DuckTales and that good boy Lin-Manuel is... <laughs> Ransom, don't you dare put these words in my mouth. <laughs> Call him a good, good boy. Call Lin-Manuel your small bean. <laughs> My good small bean, Lin-Manuel. My soft singing boy. I think nothing can beat what we created with our WandaVision episode. I mean, that's the origin story of Hawk Duck. My favorite part about putting DuckTales on this bracket is that is infamously an episode we refer to as, not saying it's a bad episode, but it is one we're constantly like, oh yeah, this is an episode like DuckTales where we have nothing to say. <laughs> this is just another DuckTales. This is DuckTales all, all the way down. When you're right, you're right. Scotty agrees, nodding their head as they type it into the bracket. What about Doctor Who versus Super Mario Bros? I think with hot Waluigi <laughs> in existence, it's hard not to vote for the Super Mario Brothers movie. See, I don't think you would ever do that, unfortunately. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't remember the Doctor Who one. I think I would probably take Super Mario Bros Do over. Doctor Who was, uh, you just did that one country music country song music video that you think is scary oh yeah the tobias keith music video <laughs> yeah, yeah you're correct and i i just cast american actors <laughs> because i was on a fucking roll um megan laughs, <laughs> okay <Fuck you. laughs> okay fine i think that side of the bracket started off easy but which of those two things do we think is better hawk babadook like, obviously, Hawk Babadook. I mean, look at merch.aloadofpurebs.com, and I think the rest of this about speaks for itself, Scotty says. Okay, so on the left, we have WandaVision and Hawk Babadook's origin story. Now let's tackle the right side. Dr. Pepper versus Gritty. Only this show could create that matchup. <laughs> Everyone else is too afraid to do it. <laughs> Megan begins. Scotty answers. That one's more difficult, but I did really enjoy the trip of a story I brought for Gritty and the Fanatic. It, it was just fun to write. That's fair, but Gritty punched a kid. <laughs> oh, I now have a mental image of Gritty, but it's the scene from Die Hard. I shot a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Megan argues, but the story had such great nuance and all of the best tropes. Scotty continues. All the breast tropes. All the breast tropes. <laughs> Scotty, Gritty punched 
a kid. I'm not sure what I'm arguing here, but I sure am arguing it. <laughs> okay, but the Dr. Pepper argument's where the ditto fucking thing comes from, and that is not my brand. Fine. But you owe me for letting you out of this one. I would never fucking let you out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Megan concedes. All right, so then we have Hamilton and Hobbs and Shaw. Where do we stand on that one? Scotty asks. Well, our magnum opus will be Money Playing the Musical, the show you are writing without me. And where did that come from? And Hamilton moves on. (laughs) (laughs) Immediate. I think that would be much more torturous for you in reality. Yeah. Because you also, Hobbs and Shaw is definitely one of your fucking opuses as well. (laughs) Yeah. I'm guessing that means it'll also breeze past Gritty without you letting me argue about it, huh? Scotty says as sheepishly as they are able to. You bet your ass. Now, which of these two amazing... Wow. I, I, I think Ransom is just like sort of real fucking egotistical. Which of these two amazing creations of ours will win? <laughs> which one of these bangers taking number one? One of these fucking masterpieces of our design. Buddy playing the musical or Hawk Babadook's origin story. I think that Hamilton has to take it, also because we get to listen to you sing a very clever parody song that you wrote. Did you fucking write this for Ransom? Is this just a love letter to us? Which I adore. It's a fan fiction love letter. I'm blushing. Also, you did write a clever parody song in the same episode, Scotty says. How can I argue against that? I think Hamilton and its spinoff creation, Money Playing the Musical, is the champion of the fun fiction normal Scotty and Megan energy championship thing. Woo! Uh, I would also uh, like to give an honorable mention to the Trolls episode for proving that even though technical issues, even through technical issues, we can come up with some kind of a thing to release for our listeners. Scotty continues. If that's the case, then doesn't this one get one for when we have host issues? Megan begins. And that's our show! Scotty shouts (laughs) over Megan, going through the typical spiel that they do at the end of every episode. I think that went well. They finish after the recording. As well as an episode with no planning, Ken. Good job thinking on your feet there, Scotty. I think there's only one episode better with no planning, and it's the one that the listeners are hearing right now. (laughs) Megan agrees. Thanks, and with the guest episode ones, once we have enough of those, we got another backup episode in the tank, Scotty says excitedly. No, we are not planning like this. Now, what are we doing next week? Megan asks. Don't you worry. I have it all under control. The end. (laughs) Scotty pulls out a bazooka. (laughs) Scotty winks and pulls a dagger out of their sleeve. (laughs) That was such a little sweetheart story. Thank you for telling us all this stuff through the guise of a story. (laughs) For the guise of us saying it about ourselves. No, that was very sweet. Thank you, Ransom. I, it was very good. I am as egotistical as Ransom writes. You're not. You're. <laughs> I am as lazy as Ransom writes. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've gone through a lot of bangers. What's gonna bring it home? Oh gosh, see, I've re- I like I said, I've read these, so I know what's coming. I uh, I opened this one, <laughs> read literally the first sentence, and said. Nope, that's all I need to hear. That's the main event. 
So um, I think before we crack this one open, our our last reminisce uh, should be. You remember where we where we started? Where we started this this show? The the podcast. The podcast, or, not or not our friendship. This. Oh well, no. We we started our friendship at at a, at a convention that was giving away free beer and puppy pets. <laughs> yeah. I, I I meant this podcast. Oh, you mean episode one of the official fun fiction, not series zero, because we're like Yu-Gi-Oh now have a secret season. Uh, we can't yeah. air that season in America because you just kept fucking murdering people. And now we say, <laughs> no, no, Scotty sent them to the Shadow Realm. It's fine. Uh, yeah, Doug. First episode, the ultimate fan fiction, which we uh, destroyed because... We have to kill the past to move forward to the future. Thank you, Kylo, uh, Scotty. <laughs> I have to kill this fanfiction. I'm going to talk about my immortal. <laughs> Kylo Ren talking like he got marbles in his mouth the whole time. Yeah, that sounded more like Hunter S. Thompson than I, Kylo Ren. I really enjoy this My Immortal fanfiction. <laughs> Ren would love my immortal, wouldn't he? Oh, he would identify with with Ebony Darkness Dementia Ravenway so hard. My name is Ebony Darkness Dementia Ravenway. <laughs> I am the son of Han Solo. <laughs> I saw I saw some Jedi's walking by. I put my middle finger up at them. <laughs> All right, before we before we write hey, our own. What's fucking... your name, Ray? Ray Dementia Darkness <laughs> Ravenway. <laughs> Okay, we're writing our own fucking fan fiction. <laughs> so, uh, this one comes to us from Matthew, your boy Chips Ahoy. Chips Ahoy! Who's one Who's one of my, you know, Ransom's one of your babies, Chips is one of mine. One of my horrible, terrible babies. <laughs> um, so here we go. I wonder if this fic has anything to do with the reminisce we just had. No, absolutely not. Hi, my name is Hawk Babadook. I'm short and have short, spiky silver hair like mountaintops, icy blue eyes like limpid tears, and a lot of people tell me I look like Grogu and Quicksilver. And if you don't know who they are, get the hell out of here. <laughs> I'm not related to them, but I wish I was because they're major fucking hotties. I'm a vampire, but my teeth are straight and white. I have pale green skin. I'm also a witch, and I go to a magic school called Turf Warts in Britain. <laughs> I in Britain to start out. I fucking love it. Where I'm in the seventh year. I'm 50. I'm a goth, in case you couldn't tell. And I wear mostly black. I love Hot Topic, and I buy all my clothes from there. For example, today I was wearing a black robe with matching lace around it and a black leather miniskirt, pink fishnets, and black combat boots. I was wearing black lipstick, white foundation, black eyeliner, and red eyeshadow. I was standing outside turf warts. It was I'm snowing. Sorry. Can we just quickly get that mental image <laughs> in everyone's head? Is Grogu <laughs> in a leather mini skirt with fucking eyeliner and eyeshadow? That's, I was mostly just tickled that it's. It, I'm pretty sure that's just copy pasted from my immortal. But yeah, I didn't stop to properly imagine Grogu in that. I think we might. Excuse me, Hawk uh, Babadook. I think we might yeah. have new merch to make. I was walking outside turf warts. It was snowing and raining, so there was no sun, which I was very happy about. A lot of feds stared at me. I put up my middle finger at them. I hate the government. 
Hey, Hawk! shouted a voice. I looked up. It was Jeffy Dean Morgan. What's up, Jeffy? I asked. Nothing, (laughs) he said shyly. But then I heard my friends call me, and I had to go away. Chapter two. (laughs) The next day, I woke up in my bedroom. It was snowing and raining again. I opened the door of my coffin and drank some blood from a bottle I had. My coffin was black ebony, and inside it was hot pink velvet with black lace on the ends. I got out of my coffin and took off my giant (laughs) Ono lip glass. I love my podcasts. (laughs) T-shirt, which I used for pajamas. Instead, I put on a black leather dress, a pentagram necklace, Bat boots and black fish nets on. God damn it, now I am picturing Grogu. <laughs> Grogu's going through a phase, y'all. I put on four pairs of earrings in my pierced ears and put my hair in my trademark spikes. <laughs> my friend, Darius the Rumble Grouch, <laughs> woke up and then grinned at me. He flipped his short, styled grin with pink streaks. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is Kelsey Grammer. (laughs) And opened his forest green eyes. He put on his A Load of BS t-shirt with a black midi, fishnets, and pointy high-heeled boots. We did our morning job, taking down the money plane. (laughs) I want to die. It's so good. Um, I guess I'll be Darius the Rumble Grouch. I guess you will. (laughs) Oh my fucking god, I saw you talking to Jeffy yesterday. She said excitedly. Yeah, so? I said, blushing. Do you like Jeffy? (laughs) He asked as we got back. No, I so fucking don't, I shouted. Yeah, right. He exclaimed. Just then, Jeffy walked up to me. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that almost just sent Megan flying out of their chair. That was so good. <laughs> he said. <laughs> Hi, I replied flirtily. Guess what? He said. What? I asked. Well, the weird's doing a live show in the transphobia bar. We wouldn't, but okay. Oh, I think because we're at Turf Warts. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) He told me. Oh my fucking God, I screamed. I love the weird. They're my favorite podcast besides fun fiction. Well, you want to go with all Jeff and D-Morgan and see the weird in this old big bad boy and tell you what? He asked. (laughs) He asked. I gasped, and then presumably Chips died, because that's yeah. where it ends. I don't think his, his his bloodstream could take anymore. I think that was the end of like that chapter of My Immortal. I think oh, that's yeah. the one where it's just like, go to an MCR concert, I believe? I believe so, yes. Holy shit, Chips. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. If, like, all of what we've gotten was amazing but this one like because it literally ties the whole year together from episode one to now like yes absolutely killer uh also you know what we've surprisingly like edited out of the lore of money plane what specifically 
he's not the first Darius R Rumble. He's he's the third one. But we always just call him Darius the Rumble Grouch. But in the movie, it's I am Darius Grouch the Third the Rumble. Ah, this yeah, is a, that's true. Yeah, this is a real fucking Luke. I am your father. No, he never says Luke situation. We've said it so many times now. I just feel it's important to respect the heritage of the Grouch family <laughs> and all of the rumbles that came before. <laughs> all of the rumbles that led to this one. We are the daughters of the rumbles. You could not kill. <laughs> I think it's it might be something. I think it is. Wow. Um, I kind of want to make this an annual thing, although I am terrified of like if the show gets bigger of what our inbox would look like. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we don't have a good follow up for that. <laughs> but you guys all kicked absolute wholesale ass. We might do this again next year if we're super famous we won't we're like nah we ain't our, we ain't gonna crash gmail look the, now, the, the odds are we'll probably still be able to do it again yeah but now Michael, it's time to move on it's time to take back the reins cause we gave the reins away to Africa we blessed the reins then we gave them to our fuck fans you. Now we got to take back the reins and next week is my week. And I know I had already pitched you on a few things, but there's something instead that's really been speaking to my heart lately. And I kind of want to see what we can do with it. It's all Spider-Man. It's just Spider-Man. Just, just the just, concept of Spider-Man. Yeah, because I feel like we could probably do movie stuff as well. But next week, just general... Spiderman. We are doing the Spiderman <laughs> the next spidered week. Man. <laughs> the Spidered Man. The Spidered Man. But until then, where could people find you on the Pember bed? They can find me at Meg underscore Danger on Twitch, Twitch, Twitch on Twitch dot Twitter TV. <laughs> Twitch.twitter.com slash Facebook. <laughs> hyphen LinkedIn. <laughs> where you can see my dumb shit cats that Sarah wrote about so well the uh, pod cats they've been dubbed it made me very happy yes uh, you can find me on twitter at scottymo s-c-o-t-t-y-e-m-o and check out all my other podcasts if you like wrestling there's fight boys if you like uh, uh, what other show if you like wrestling <laughs> but fictional jwf ignition and if you like me and megan and Charles Kelly, check out the weird. I just want to say for people, well, well, basically for everyone except me, that uh, Scotty did point behind them as though Charles were like hiding behind the curtains or something, and you were just like, and no. Charles <laughs> Kelly, they're over there, and Charles Kelly is outside my window right now. <laughs> He's trying to get into my house. He's trying to, I don't, what's this guy doing? He's all around the place. I don't know where that voice came from. I've been talking all day, so it's like, I can just go up there for the rest of the show. It doesn't matter. 
I'm Megan, and this has been my co-host, Bobcat Goldwith. That's a completely different voice. That's not Bobcat. That's just an excited voice I was doing. Now this is Bobcat. Special thanks to Best Day for their (laughs) Thank you to Best Day for the music that lets you know that you're going to hear our dumb shit for about an hour, and then the music that lets you know that you're free of this time prison. If you like that music, you can hear more of it by going to soundcloud.com slash best hyphen day or by searching best day on music things. Yeah, that's right. You can find a bunch of merchandise for the show at merch.aloadofpurebs.com or you can uh, give us money at patreon.com slash load of BS. You you don't have to, but it would really mean a lot if you gave us money. You get the show a week early. That's a Real, that's actually a scarily good impression. Uh, that was actually the reason I can do it so well is because on a long vacation, I made my mom lose her shit laughing doing it. And I said, well, I guess this is just one of the voices I have to do now. This is just in my repertoire. Fuck. <laughs> I got to get real good at doing uh, panic now, too. So we can yeah. paint <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> Can we cosplay as Pain and Panic with Charles's Hades? Yes. Shit. Wait, no, Charles. You need to be Hades. Charles would make a good Panic. That's true. Charles would actually be a better Panic. We're be, just discussing Hades. Halloween plans now. <laughs> like, we're like, oh wait, fuck! This is still a podcast. Shit. Bye. <laughs> we're still recording. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>